Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premier show. Smackdown. It's the 22nd of March, you have our Lord 2001. Eva Cassidy, <laughs> Songbird. A space odyssey. It's the album that finally dethrones Dido from a Goldberg-esque street. Eva Cassidy, Songbird. Yeah. Fields of Barley. Shiver beat. Is that old though? Why is that, why is that back again? Isn't it? I think everybody else went out and bought that just to spite Dido. Just to spite Dido. Live it. <laughs> Dido, they said. And then Shaggy is dethroned after one week on top by Westlife's rotten cover of Uptown Girl. How dare you? It's a gorgeous cover of Uptown Rubbish. Girl. Rubbish. How dare you? Legally classified as a war crime in civil countries. It starts with a little dig. <laughs> It starts uh, the video to it. Do you remember the video to it? No. Where it starts with like, these blokes in a in a in a cafe at night, and they're all having a bit of Larry time, and they ask, "Oh, does anybody want any songs on the jukebox?" And they all shout, "Bob the Builder," which is a little dig because Bob the Builder kept Westlife from Christmas Number One that time. So it's a nice. They got a sense of humour of uh, of Stephen West and Keith Life. They were better known. Aye, hilarious stuff. <laughs> Enemy at the gate dethrones Hannibal. Also had a good street cannon. Uh, Enemy Gates, really good first hour, and then it dies. Out of the news in the world, the Game Boy Advance handheld is released by Nintendo. Also, to back up the Game Boy Advance's identical graphics to the SNES, an enhanced remake of Super Mario Bros. 2 was launched. Oh, I loved the Game Boy Advance when it came out. It was so exciting. It's so weird thinking back, like, their killer app at the time was old SNES games and old NES games done. But at the time, it was like, you know what? Yeah. Well, one. Mm-hmm. Good one. On that next week, when a rival game studio finally concedes uh, and starts making games for them, fancy that? What, did you? One large. Oh, you shut up, you. Did... One large corporation. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Hold fire. We'll get. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. What's your that voice? voice? So we're trying to break in the office. One behind us. One large corporation making stuff, or working alongside another large corporation that I've been feuding with since the the eighties. Oh, imagine such see, a thing you'd happening. You'd never see that in, in wrestling, would you? <laughs> no, not at all. There you go. I had to get that out. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya wins decisively against Arturo Gatti by knockout in five rounds in a non-title match. Gatti was boxing in a heavier-than-usual welterweight and didn't do a good job. 
So he went back down, which was good for us because it means we got the Mickey Ward trilogy the following year. Oh, One of the greatest did. trilogy since The Godfather. Uh, in other news, the controversial horror film The Exorcist is shown on British TV for the first time. It was screened by Channel 4. And millions upon millions of uh, youngins like myself watch it and go, what's all the fuss about? This is shite, Dad. Don't be this scared you. <laughs> oh, wait, man, it's some scary gas bills. Uh, Hearsay reached number one in the UK singles charts, their debut single, Pure and Simple. Wherever you go. This is just that Oasis song. How dare you? With sales of almost 550,000, the song enters the record books as Britain's most successful debut pop single. ESA also becomes the first British group to simultaneously top both the UK singles and album charts for debut release when their album Pop Stars reaches number one in the album charts 1st of April later on. Some say there was a groundswell from other record labels to stop them getting to number one and there were little there were there were there were plots in play to slow down the process of that album. But that might just be hearsay. Oh, you get it because that's what the band is called. <laughs> They've lost a year. The mirror reports that Brookside actors. Space Odyssey! <laughs> you know, the other bit of news there is crap, so want... That was all that was happening. <laughs> In the rubbish, 4 by 3 error. Known as reality, circa 2001, as Tom chokes on the coffee I made him. So I'll. Don't die on that. I'll get. I'll get... Called in the code for it. Hey! Anyway, uh, but that was always happening then. What? Stop it. What was. Never fucking started. What was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling? Those questions can only be answered right here and now. The Cold Dollar Classic Smackdown Review. You're listening to Dust of Tones of Matthew trying his best to rein in the wild bull of radio known as Tom Campbell. How the hell are you, Tom? Uh, I'm in a lovely mood for multiple reasons. One, I I refused to job to COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking squash match against COVID. (laughs) Stick that up your jumper. Um, Two, sat back with yourself again. Yeah. Weird doing it back over Zoom. Uh, But I'm glad that we haven't shut the Zoom channel down because we've got a flipping special guest with us this week. Someone I'm very excited to welcome to the show. Um, We thank you for supporting us if you do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic where you can watch these episodes don't do the money gesture it makes us look crass but not only <laughs> where you can not only you can watch these episodes of the classic Smackdown review and the classic Roar and Nights review but you can also feature on them as well and uh, we are very very honoured to be joined today by somebody who has very kindly supported this channel through Patreon uh, you may know him on our, uh, our social platforms as ACAJ W2, but we know him as Adam Warrington, and there's Adam here now. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. It is our honour and our privilege. How the devil are you, Adam? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm doing good. It's glad to see uh, that you've uh, you seem to have made a full recovery from the uh, from the COVID. Tom, you seem back to your old self, which is which is always uh, good to see. Bless you, mate. I tell you what, I was livid when I got it. wasn't even, like, sad. I was just angry because I had a really busy week yeah. last week and, uh, and I could have done with not living in the spare room for a week away from everybody <laughs> and everything I love. Um, 
But I, I was, I'm, I'm belligerent when I get ill. I'm just like, I just want to get rid of this quick. So I just, just, yeah. just took paracetamol and Benelin four times a day. Wore loads of jumpers, so I just sweated it out. And I was just like, I just need to get back in the office because I've got stuff to do. And uh, by the weekend, I was testing negative again. So, I mean, it's not a tried and true formula to sweat out the COVID. I, I think I just got very lucky and just got a very light dose of it. Just knocked me on my bottom for a week or so. Uh, or just a, not even a, a, not even an or so, just a week. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get to know Adam a little bit. Adam, where where are you chatting to us from today? Uh, so I'm from Manchester. Hey, nice part of the world, Manchester. You've you been Mancunian all your life, Adam. Uh, yeah, um, I was. Uh, well, I was I was born I was born just up the road in Bolton, um, but uh, but yeah, in, in terms of where I've lived. Uh, the 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 overwhelming majority of my life, I've been in Manchester. Nice part of the world. I didn't realize you're from Bolton until you said Bolton. Like only people from Bolton say it. <laughs> 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 that that that's 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 the, that's the giveaway. Yeah, that's the giveaway. It's a very it's a very typical way of saying it, isn't it? It's a way that stands out. It certainly is, and it's great to see the lovely Bolton wandering all the way over to this oh. lovely. Oh. Oh. It's you wander around the place though. You're often seen in uh, my Twitch saying nice things and going, Matthew, you bastard, you haven't seen my uh, my bits. Can you go and read it again? I go, oh, sorry, pal. <laughs> I got distracted dying on a really simple bit on half life. <laughs> Thank you very much for your patience. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I, abs- I absolutely adore Sunday Book Club. Hey, thank you, Paul. Ah, we like Sunday Book Club. Yeah, That's we've got Regal sorted out for Sunday. Are oh, you reading Walking the Golden Mile? Yeah. Oh, people, people, great keep book. on requesting it. I keep on going to them. Look, we all love Regal. This is a bit grim in places. And then everyone said, oh, what? Like every other wrestling autobiography. I went, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dark in parts. It really is. But that'll be a good, that'll be a good read. That'll be. Uh, if you want to find out more about Adam, by the way, if you are a Patreon, uh, Adam chose three wrestling matches to watch while stranded on a desert island. Did he? And did uh, Desert Island Graps with us. Wow. So if you're on our Patreon, you can actually watch Adam's Desert Island Graps episode and get to know Adam a little bit better. Not in that way, you pervert. <laughs> Rude, isn't it? What are your memories, Adam, of 2001 Space Odyssey in the year of wrestling? Oh, this, this was my peak of my wrestling fandom was around this time. As uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm of a similar age to yourselves. I'm 36, so I'm I'm you know I'm kind of in the middle of both of you in terms of age. And um, this this for me was, you know, wrestling was was it for me. That was my thing. So I mean, I, I from getting up in the morning, being at college, I'd be thinking about wrestling, and especially the build up to uh, X Seven as well. I mean, that's an unbelievable time to be a wrestling fan. I do I do sometimes have a little bit of sympathy for some of the younger wrestling fans that weren't around at the time to witness it as it was happening because to be a wrestling fan around this time was something else. It does it does feel very different now compared to. And I don't know, and I often wonder both. I often wonder how much of that is nostalgia because nostalgia it ain't what it used to be. It does play tricks on us. Um, you know, it does. I think there is an. I think there is definitely an element of of uh, of nostalgia. Um, I mean, when I went back and watched this episode of SmackDown in preparation for this, um, you know, I, I don't often make a habit of going back and watching old Raws and SmackDowns. I'll go back and watch old pay per views, 
but I very rarely go back and watch an old Raw or an old SmackDown. And um, whilst I was watching it, I, I, I was thinking to myself, trying to remember how I felt watching that episode originally. Um, so, yeah, I do think there is an element of nostalgia that plays into it, yeah. And it's um, what I, with this particular build, the WrestleMania, I think a lot of people, and we talk about it a lot in the news, sort of cite how, um, how there's lots of stories around around the main body of wrestling, around the body of WWE that is going on on the road to WrestleMania 38. This 2022 has got nothing on 2001 in terms of the the fractious, uh, uncertain uh, element that is the world of wrestling in this particular year, as we've been talking. For, and it's happening thick and fast. Like the changes are sweeping in thick and fast. And before we get into this week's episode of SmackDown, we're going to talk about some of the uh, the news that is breaking around the wrestling world this week. So last week, we talked about how the, the deal between WCW uh, and Fusion Media Ventures has collapsed. So uh, the deal which was going to see Eric Bischoff buying WCW, leading it to passages new, fell apart when TBS said, actually, we don't want wrestling on our channel anymore. So all of a sudden... Fusion have gone, so let me get this straight. You want us to buy a wrestling promotion that is millions and millions of dollars in debt and has no television outlet. So, <laughs> nah, we're good. We don't want it. Um, at the end of this podcast, I'll have a, a very special press release to read that happens at the end of this week's episode of SmackDown. Get to that in a bit. But with its future uncertain, WCW hosted what would be its final pay-per-view few days before smackdown we are talking wcw greed remember greed math yeah you remember greed was there so um dave Meltzer in the observer writes the show was very sad to watch because <laughs> not only was <laughs> and it, that was all he and wrote that's all he wrote um, <laughs> because not only was it good but they finally did the things they've been needing to do for the past 18 months. The booking was good and not overdone. The matches were given time. Many of them were very good as well. And there were attempts through ring entrances and finishes to elevate young talent. The biggest story backstage before the show involved Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell. Yes. And their reaction to being asked to, be asked to put over Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. Both complained loudly about it to the point most wrestlers thought they were being babies. They stormed out of the building and went to the gym. Many thought they wouldn't come back. The show begins with Bagwell and Luger, who were said to be in a match later on, not in the building. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Uh, going to go through the show. Adam and Maff, I'm going to ask you what star rating Dave gave all these matches from WCW Greed. Uh, Jason Jett pinning Kiwi in 12-17. This is the debut of former ECW star Easy Money with a rather exciting new gimmick. Apparently, he was meant to have wings for his debut, but they ended up kiboshing that at the last minute. Oh, so course, he was a literal jet. A literal jet, apparently. <laughs> nice. Jet. Uh, how many stars did Dave give this, Adam? Um, minus one. Minus one. How dare you? Clearly not a fan of later days ECW then. Uh, uh, two and a half. Three and three quarters. Jesus wept. What? <laughs> Wait, three. Three? Three? A bit. That's all and the three orders quarters. that Easy Money did. For <laughs> That's nearly four. <laughs> Inside baseball. Sorry. With with that bit of knowledge, Eli, e, Eli Skipper and Kid Romeo. 
beating Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman to become the first ever WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions. Now, earlier in the day, Kidman and Mysterio were told, you're going to win this. And then just before Bell, they went, actually, we're going to give it to Romeo and Skipper. To which Kidman and Mysterio, having seen Luger and Bagwell throw their toys at the pram a few hours earlier, went, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Adam, what did Dave give this on stars? Well, given his last star rating from the previous match, I'm going to say he gave this one a four and a quarter. Bastard, I was going to say that. Uh, four and an eighth. It's four exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll win. Wow. <laughs> was Dave Meltzer, was, was, you know, was Dave Meltzer feeling especially happy on the day when he gave these ratings or something? I think David had sex before the show started. Uh, see, Dave always loved the undercard of the yeah. WCW. It's the later bit of the card that he hates. Or Very had, true. Or he'd had a wank before the show started. I'm going to... Have a wank, Belcher! <laughs> The only other thing to do is catch a fucking bus. He saw Billy Kidman come into the ring and he thought, right, that's it. Oh, oh, oh. Sources suggest um, Sean Stasiak pinned Bam Bam Bigelow in 555. Oh, no. There's a big push on Stasiak at this point. Uh, Adam, what did he give this? Four. Wow. You, you might not be far off, actually. Laugh. Wait, two seconds. I just remembered that the reveal of uh, Stacey Keebler's... Who is Stacey Keebler pregnant with? Who is her baby? Uh, and oh, the being, no, yeah. Her pulling out a pram, and Sean says, yeah, pulling out pictures from the pram of himself. Eight by tens, going, I'm her baby. And throw him oh, in the crowd, and Baba Bigger yeah. going, this is crap, and this set this up. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> It was indeed half a star. Oh, but that's not how wow. Sean recorded it. No. So, so I think we could. I think we could safely assume that for this match, Dave was in the post-refractory period. <laughs> He's having a cigarette. David just had a. David just had a. David just had his gas bill arrive before the match started. Uh, <laughs> put him in a bad mood. Lance Storm and Mike Awesome, Team Canada, uh-huh. uh, beat Conan and Hugh Morris. Adam, stars. Two and a half. Two and a half? Uh, I like the fact that the Dungeon of Doom reunited at the very end. Nice. Uh, Two. Half a star. Wow. Shane Helms won the Cruiserweight Championship from Chavo Guerrero in just under a quarter of an hour. How many stars, Adam? Uh, It's on paper. That, that, That could be quite a good match. Um, a three. A three? Those two getting 15 minutes. Oh, It's nice, isn't it? Good time. Nice, yeah, I'm going to say two and a half. Adam gets it. It's three stars. Oh. Bang on. Wow. Money, sir. Uh, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Have retained the titles oh. against Luger and Bagwell. Bagwell and Luger made it back to the venue for the match that lasted 54 seconds. Um, Adam, how many stars? Well, it's, uh, that, that, that's, that's uh, 50 seconds too long, but um, <laughs> I, I'll give it a one. A one? That sounds too fast, too furious to me, so I'm going to go with three. <laughs> Minus one. Oh, so close. So here's, yeah. the, here's the story, friends. Um, the match itself was booked for eight minutes. <laughs> 
It was supposed to be O'Hare pinning Luger with the Sean Ton bomb clean as a whistle. Instead, after doing a lengthy interview, uh, Luger and Bagwell went into business for themselves. They did a spot where they knocked each other out and then lay there as O'Hare did his move onto both of them, pinning Luger in 54 seconds. This was from the Kevin Nash school of doing a job where if you do it quickly, nobody takes it as seriously as if you lost a hard fought longer match. They both oversold the effects of it for several minutes, including Bagwell trying to spoof his legitimate neck injury by not moving. Both men lay in the ring motionless while paralyzed at home. One short on bomb. Uh, they were what? whilst everyone at home was watching a video package building up to the Cat versus Canyon match. They were doing a caricature of being paralyzed, which came off to the fans live as a blatant exposure of the business. And then the cameras were back on. Bagwell moved, teasing a reoccurrence of his famous neck injury. Most of the wrestlers and virtually all of the agents were furious. Two people, what, a, what a shitty thing to do on the way out. Having a big old yes. strop like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is but shitty. It's, it's but it similar is also to hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious, but shitty. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of. The, the, I suppose a recent example of that, and not necessarily to that extent, but was do you remember a couple of years ago with Austin Aries yeah, there we go. when uh, when he, he no sold a finish and just got out of the ring and flipped off Don Callis and it, it's you gave him the little it's sour grapes, isn't it? It gave him the little, well, yeah, which was, which, which Austin Aries called the index finger. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's sour grapes, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a true, very true modern example. I find it funny how people throw their toys out the pram about losing a pretend fight. It is funny when you really think about it. Um, and as we alluded to there, the cat pinned Chris Canyon in 10 minutes. Uh, how many stars, Adam? I'm hoping he, he, I love Chris Canyon. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I always enjoyed watching him. But um, I, I reckon Dave would have given it two. Two's not a bad shout. Yeah, I reckon Dave loves Canyon but hates Cat. So one and three quarters. Mm. Matt's got it all on the money. One and three quarters. Oh, nice. I'm the greatest. I'm good. Um, Booker T became the US champion, beating Rick Steiner in just under 10 minutes. Mm. Uh, Adam, what do you reckon, Stars? Uh, I'm going to go three and a half for this. Oh, okay, that's not bad, Joe. I'm going to go with like maybe a half star because Rick Steiner's run in 01 WCW was one of the worst runs you mm. ever see. That's a good point, actually. Gone. That is it? a good point. Do you want to change your answer? Yeah, I'd like to change my answer, please. Please do. <laughs> would you like to phone <laughs> a friend or ask um, the audience? Um, I'll I'll go for one. Okay. Uh, it was a quarter of a star. Wow. Well, not even Booker could save that. Yeah. For the first yeah. time in the history of pay-per-view, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair meet. That's right, yes. For the first time in wow. pay-per-view history. Mm-hmm. Well, they, 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 wow. They're, they're older than pay-per-view. In they fact, are. they're older than TV. Their first match was on the radio. <laughs> Their first match was... That is, a surpri- that is a very surprising fact, though. I, I did not know that. Yeah. That's, uh... There you go. And what a match it was. Yeah. It was Ric Flair dressed in a Hawaiian shirt and slacks, teaming oh. with Jeff Jarrett to lose to Dusty and Dustin <laughs> Rhodes in a kiss-my-ass match. So, oh, no. Dignity Good job all the, the way around. For the, for the record, the crowd in attendance, the biggest pops of the night was were for Dusty and Ric. 
Like they were the biggest reactions of the night were for those two. But what did Dave say in terms of ratings for this? I'm 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 going no higher than half a star here. Okay, half a star. Uh, I would have said something like three stars, but then I know Dave would be like, "Why is Ric Flair wearing a Hawaiian shirt?" <laughs> so I'm gonna say two and a bit. <laughs> Two and a quarter, so you're pretty oh, good on that. Wow. Nicely done. I know my game. For the record, he's not cheating, Adam, as far as I know. I know I'm sat next to him. I'm not showing him my notes. Been very you need to cheat. This is all from the mind of Matthew people. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you, Greg. Uh, so, Dustin pinned Flair in one of the sloppiest looking, with one of the sloppiest looking inside cradles ever to win the match. Post-match, Dusty pulled out his pants, revealing red briefs, and gave Jarrett a stink face. In the style of Rikishi. Yay, wrestling. Uh, the following night on Nitro, uh, we would see uh, Dusty squaring up to Flair with a donkey. Do so you remember this? It's, it's actually the, the, fight, the, the penultimate episode of Monday Nitro takes place as a nicer after this. The headline attraction being Dusty coming out with a donkey saying that he promised that Ric Flair would kiss his ass. So therefore, made Ric Flair kiss his donkey's bottom. So, his ass's ass. I didn't. I do not remember that. Ah, that was that's on the that's on the network. It's a, it's a it's an interesting show to watch because that's the one where they announce on the night show after this greed that next week's will be next week's night show will be the season finale. Uh, Nothing about the future of the company yet, but they announced that Booker T will challenge Scott Steiner for the WCW title. Yeah. And Eric Bischoff throws down the invite to any WCW legends to come back and please bring their boots if they wish to wrestle. We hear from Bischoff yeah. on that show as well. So that's leading into next week's Nitro. More on that next time! Wait, Anna! that wasn't the main event of the show. No, no, the main event of the show was Dusty. Ki- oh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Sorry, it was, I apologize. Uh, no. Scott Steiner uh, retaining his title against DDP. That's it. Sorry, I forgot there. This is... This, now, I'll tell you what. Hey, look. We'll, we'll, get, it, we'll get this... Right in the next 70 episodes, I promise. Um, Scott Steiner did indeed retain the title, the WCW Championship against Diamond Dallas Page in 14 and 14. Uh, how many stars for the main event, Adam? Um, two and a half. Two and a half, not a bad shout. I'm going to say Dave said three, but also said not as good as their backstage brawl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> three and a half stars oh, for that one. Uh, okay. Also, of okay. uh, fun fact, maybe not that fun, Oh, go on. They do a spot near... Uh, the front row they have a fan who gets uh, involved in the match who gets blasted or like I think Steiner gets a with use these destructible plates like the smash over how the hell they're supposed to be but they get smashed over people's heads okay what the the, the fan uh, in that front row posing as a fan is Paul London no way yeah. really you go out, you go out the wow. and go that's Paul hey. London got my hair mm. got my forehead okay though, you know that's good to know. So like greed, that. not a bad show. <laughs> well, oh well, not a bad pay per view, but it is the final WCW pay per view. What a what end of an era that is. Um, WWF versus Jerry Lawler. Give you a quick update on that. Uh, WWF has pulled its developmental deal from Power Pro Wrestling. That's right. They had a development deal with Power Pro yeah. Wrestling um, because Power Pro said we want to use Jerry Lawler and Stacey Carter in some storylines. And originally, WWF said, yeah, that's fine. But then obviously, when the when the, the split happened between Lawler and the WWF, it was like, oh, okay, but just be mindful. And then and then lastminute.com, they said, hey, look, if you use Jerry Lawler on your upcoming shows, then we're going to pull all our resources out of your company. And the, the head of uh, PPW, Randy Hales, said, actually, 
you know what, Lawler is more valuable to this promotion than whatever you're offering us. So yeah, we're going to wow. keep Lawler. So and they went, all right, then we'll pull all our development ta- talent out. We'll pull out all our resources. Have fun, and that's what they did. Wow. So it's quite a nasty situation still between Lawler and the WWF, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Well, Randy Hales is Memphis. If I remember mm. right, I don't know much about Memphis, but I definitely recognize his name. He's going to go, wait, wait, yeah. saying you're more important than Lawler in Memphis. Oh, no. Yeah, bye, WWF. Yeah, that's it. See you later. <laughs> Alan Shearer at Newcastle. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's that same effect. Um, the XFL is getting worse, lads. <laughs> oh, like, God. Shit. Awful. Boom. <laughs> yeah. The business shit. woes. Awful. Dead. <laughs> How dare you? It's not dead yet. <laughs> the timeline is pretty accurate on Adam's part. Um, the business woes of the XFL continue this week with the uh, third, with the 17th of March game becoming the lowest rated television show in Big Four Network primetime history. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I do. Um, while not officially announced publicly, it's now a lock that the XFL will not air on Saturday nights next season on NBC. It's doubtful it'll air on Sunday nights on UPN as well, because it's tanking there too. Vince McMahon has been adamant publicly the league will continue for a second season, but Vince McMahon personally doesn't blame the the performers, doesn't blame the XFL. No, 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 no. It's Jesse Ventura's fault. Uh, Vince McMahon lashed out this past week at Jesse Ventura in a Los Angeles Times interview uh, to the point that virtually every reporter in Minnesota that reached out to the Wrestling Observer believed, oh, this is just an angle, a story they're doing for the XFL. And it wasn't. Vince McMahon said, um, Jesse Ventura is on thin ice. We've made mistakes. And I think our biggest one was our selection of announcers. We need football announcers, not WWF announcers. Despite the fact that Vince has gone... Jesse, get out there, start a storyline feud with that guy. Jesse's done that, and Vince has gone, yeah, we shouldn't have had wrestling announcers. We need football <laughs> announcers. Vince, mate, blaming Jesse Ventura. Here's, here's, the, thing with the, here's the thing with the XFL that, 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 you know, that I've always wondered. It, 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 it's probably been discussed and debated all over the place, but I, I, I've always refused to believe that Vince ever thought it was going to be a viable alternative to the NFL. What did you think then? Was it like a, like a, like a, like a tax dodge, a tax write-off, like smashing a car? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think it's just one of those Vince McMahon vanity projects in that to him, it's just about doing it. It's just about trying it and doing it. And, but he can't have, you know he's, he's he's a smart he is a smart guy you know you can't whatever whatever Vitation opinions needed. people may have him personally but you know he, he's, he's he's a businessman and i just refuse to believe that he would have ever thought in his heart of hearts that that was going to be a viable product he's also very I, arrogant, I, don't, I, man, it's, I think that's the thing he to is consider. And Vince, the one thing that has come out in quite a few interviews, and, and I don't know whether Math will agree that this is the sentiment from Vince, obviously he's not here to defend himself, but yeah, Vince hates the fact that he's a wrestling promoter. So he will. So yes. he wants to turn his hand to anything that isn't wrestling. I think that, uh, that he's just known as a wrestling promoter. Yeah, that, he's just, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, he, that everyone just sees him as the wrestling guy. So he was always adamant. Yeah. That he wanted to try other things, you know, the World Bodybuilding Federation. Bond. Yeah, WBF, XFL, mm-hmm. WWE films mostly, but I can't be considered successful. On yeah. The whole. Um, what else did the adventures? 
Um, that boxing thing he did way back when. Oh yeah, he did. He ran a little um, boxing oh, circuit. Yeah. He did an he? evil Knievel jump that bombed, like when Vince Mancini was still. But yeah, you're right. He is well, arguably one of the most successful wrestling promoters of all time. Oh yeah, the most successful, surely. Uh, but yeah, he always when you get that level, Vince McMahon wept for he had no more sports to ruin. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, I want to do something else. We've been wrestling for ages. Let me try something else. It's like that that solo album. Uh, the guy in the band releases by himself. You know, he's a metal dude. Now he wants to do country. It bombs. And he goes, okay, back to doing what I know. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically is what it is. Oh, wait, have you... Question, Adam. Have you seen any XFL? And also, have you seen Vincent Mann's interview with Bob Costas? Oh. Oh, I lost you for a little... I'll a say it again because I said it so well the first time. Have you seen any XFL? And have you seen Vincent Mann's interview with Bob Costas? Uh, yes and yes. Um, oh, I, I'm, I, I, I uh, yeah, because I've, I've I've always been an NFL fan, um, oh. even from being a kid. So I, um, when I was younger, I did seek out the XFL, and yeah, it, it was terrible. And yeah, I have I have seen the Bob Costas interview. Yeah. So as a obviously gritty, but like I'm not that in the NFL. So on one thing they said the Bob Costas thing was how bad. The, the the sports was the performance of the athletes. So I'm not really, yeah. I can't tell the difference between XFL performance and the AFL performance. What did you think there's an FFL and watching XFL in terms of the quality? Of the there's, a, there's a huge, there's a huge gulf in um, a lot of the players that they had in the XFL. And it's the same with when they tried reinventing it a couple of years or so ago. And admittedly, it didn't get off the ground then. But a lot of the players that were being touted and, were, and names were being thrown around were all players that had either had a little spell in the NFL and not done anything of note, or they were players that couldn't get into the NFL. Um, so, and, and that's not to say that, you know, that they don't know how to play the game. It's just saying that if you were to put them in uh, in um, an NFL game, they'd, they'd struggle a bit. So, yeah, they, they, the, the talent was never going to be there. Um you know, again, for it to be viable, the, the talent simply wasn't there for it. There you go. Thank you very much for clarifying that. And uh, could you hold your papers up? That's a bit of a preview of the Vincent Mann interview with Bob Costas. Oh, oh sorry, go on then. Because no, no, no. he tries to <laughs> knock his papers up. I'll tell you what, yeah. knock, knock, that, knock that one because I'm done with it. Yeah. It was not a good look. There's yeah, not Jesse. a good look for Vince McMahon on that interview. That oh, was not a good look up. for Vince McMahon. He it came off. I mean, to be fair, Costas came off bad as well. Costas didn't didn't come across great, but I think I think overall, when you look back on it, I, I think Vince came off worse. Right with the open line, Bob Costas says something like, "So, uh, what do you think the guarantee of XFL continue at prime time is?" And Vince McMahon says, "Well, I don't know. If there's any guarantee of you leaving this room still breathing?" And Bob yeah. Costas goes, "No, I'm pretty sure that's guaranteed." <laughs> Vince is such a weird creature in that. Like in like 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 because he's he's operating in that interview the way that he's operated throughout his life and people have kowtowed to, where he's just like, I'll fight you. And Bob's like, What are you doing? Like, no, that's not how normal people talk, you alien. Like, I'll fight you, I'll lean into you, and I'm gonna deck you. Bob's like, I swear. It's a perfect example. It's the perfect example of what you get when you have somebody that where nobody ever says no to them. Mm. 
So true. No one, no one says no to Vince McMahon. Not even Shawn Michaels. What? Why is that, Tom? Shawn Michaels, bit of news before we get into SmackDown this week. Shawn Michaels, uh, a return is on the cards for Shawn. There are several different ideas that have been considered. The return itself is a definite. He will almost surely be at WrestleMania 17 in some way, shape or form. Yeah. They may bring him in with a little focus for Mania. Maybe shoot an angle to build him wrestling on the paper, on Backlash the following month. Uh, last year, the idea was to keep Austin away from Mania and have him return at Backlash, and they resulted in two straight huge buy rates. Michael's return won't be anywhere near what Austin return meant, but they may use the same psychology here. Sean Michael's expected to be at Raw next week to shoot something for a potential WrestleMania return. I hope that goes well. <laughs> we'll find out. Next week. Well, we all remember how great that Triple H versus Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels three-way dance was at WrestleMania <laughs> 7. So, uh. Those are my notes as we get into it. We now hand over to Matthew Gregg, who will talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown for Thursday, March the 22nd, 2000, and Widdy Woo, Widdy One. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Tom, for that. Uh, now I'm going to send it to our lovely... Uh, how does the SmackDown theme go? Widdy woo, widdy wee, widdy woo, widdy wee. That's right. We're in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> Magnificent job, pal. Where tonight, The Rock and Austin sit down. <laughs> we open up with Jericho <laughs> wrestling for the hardcore title. <laughs> As we, William Regal, is deciding he's going to reward Jericho for reasons Cole can't figure out. <laughs> Why would he reward him? Cole is a fucking idiot. That whiny voice as he's commentating with Taz the first time. Uh, why would he reward him? Jericho put the P in PG tips on Monday Night Raw. If that's too subtle, I mean, he pissed in his cup of tea. And Regal had a little bit of a sip. And he went, oh. and he went, yeah. Like, like he clicked his jaw, didn't he, a little bit? I'm sad yeah. he didn't do the thing that, that Rick Mail did on bottom, where he picked something a little bit <laughs> out of his tooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, mate. <laughs> I wish he did that. <laughs> well, mate. <laughs> yes, so here's Raven with a Deathstroke the Terminator shirt. Raven was a big fan of these old, old school comic book t-shirts or the metal ones. Can I just... You certainly can't interrupt. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. It's, uh, um, I, I wanted to just say one thing on, on Raven when he, when, he, when he comes out to the ring and he's got his shopping trolley with him. It always made me laugh because when I was a student, when I was, when I was at college, I, uh, I had a little part-time job at Sainsbury's and um, it was in a, a less than desirable area. And uh, people used to steal shopping trolleys, <laughs> so quite often you'd be you'd be walking down the road and you would see like just some random person pushing a shopping trolley down the road, or you know walking around with with a shopping trolley because that they'd stolen from Sainsbury's. <laughs> and whenever Raven, so whenever I see Raven coming out to the ring with his shopping trolley, it always makes me think of that. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. What's the furthest away you found a shopping trolley? Oh, we used to find them all over the place because it was the same as where it was. Like I say, I was only like 16, 17 when I started, when I got a little job there part-time. And it was on like a main road. So you'd, you'd forever find them just scattered in the middle of the road that some somebody had just dumped a trolley in the middle of the road. 
you'd find them at the petrol station over the road. You, you, what, you, you, but you'd just see, but but it's just like you would just see people randomly walking around with with a shopping trolley that they'd stolen, and um, and yeah. So whenever I see Raven coming out with his trolley, it always reminds me of that. <laughs> I'd like to point out that, I, that to, to to Matthew, there's no way the trolley could have been getting filled up at the petrol station because it's got holes in, and the petrol would slip through oh. all the holes. No, but how does it make the trolley go? <laughs> really fast. They're getting around <laughs> at the speed of sound. Yeah. Got places to go. Got to fuck up my shopping! Who's ready to with the Terminator shirt and a shopping trolley? Coincidentally, <laughs> uh, Raven was asked about, what do you do with all those cool comic book shirts that you had back in the day? And he goes, oh, well, this was before eBay, so I didn't think they'd be worth anything. I binned them all. Oh, one no. one. Uh, so you'll be taking that shopping trolley to Little, I take it. Uh, also, Raven will be hosting Sunday Night Heat because the WWF cares about Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> Honest MTV, why are you looking at us like that? Stop doing it. He's got a shopping trolley. What do you fuckers want? Uh, so Jericho and Raven had a banger at Halloween Havoc in 98, and they picked things up where they left off with Raven instantly having a bin lid fly out of his hands and having to improvise with another one. Jericho springboard drop kicks Raven into the trolley. Get used to that image I put here. That's not very nice. Jericho then dumps him over the guardrail as he splats on the concrete EC dub. Uh, Jericho splurges Raven over a table and into a coffee pot. You think this is about coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Is it me again? No, No, not yet. Not yet. yet. No, no, no. Saving you later on. Uh, Jericho uses a mop complete with poo water. And I'll put here, you think this is about moppy? (laughs) Incidentally, do you like how this backstage area looks exactly like the backstage area in No Mercy? I do. Like the the thin corridor with the white walls? It's the No Mercy backstage area. It's great that someone decided, right, all indoor stadiums in America need to have the exact same... Yes. Paint job in corridor style because it makes you think it's the same arena every friggin' week. It does, doesn't it? Like you just you have the arena. Yeah, it would be really weird if they go to you know Ohio and they got brutalism going backstage. <laughs> anyway, Joker and Raven brawl all the way into William Regal's bloody office, and a picture of the Queen Mother gets smashed over Raven. Matthew, I hate how you over-dramatize how British he is and say things like Williams Regal's bloody office and the Queen Mother. No, there was actually a picture of the Queen Mother. Now, was it the Queen Mother or was it the Queen? Cole said the Queen Cole Mother. Cole said the Queen Mother, but I, yeah. I kind of froze it. And it, Adam, did it look like the Queen rather than the Queen Mother? Uh, I, I did the exact same thing. I froze it. Good. We're good company and, here. And I think it was the Queen. Yeah, I think it was. We it was think his. it's the Queen. Do unless, unless it was an old picture of the Queen Mum. Ah, uh, about when she was fit. Ah, yeah, she was. What are you saying? Was it the Queen or was it El Hijo del Queen Mother? Is... <laughs> <laughs> Incident. I did look up. There was there was an urban myth that defacing a picture of the Queen was a punishable offence. Yeah. Um, and I think it is. Just, I think if you deface money, then it's considered a punishable offence. But there was that was mm. where the rumor came, or that was where the myth came from. That if you deface a picture of the Queen, I don't know whether hitting somebody with a picture of the Queen counts as defacing. 
and whether Jericho should face some time in the tower, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> That's one of those things, like, when they go to Australia, they're like, hey, can we have an Australian street fight? I use a didgeridoo as a weapon. Yeah. They're like, fuck no. It's a sacred religious <laughs> object. <laughs> like, hey, when we're, we're, we're in good old London town, <laughs> in, the, in the beef eater battle royale we're doing in London, <laughs> we always fucking do. Um, can we smash a picture of the Queen Mother? It's like, no, you'll get arrested. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the queen or the queen mother, the sources differentiating who it is. Keller, Keller says the queen, Melter says the queen mother. What's the difference saves the Duke of Edinburgh? Gets smashed over Raven. Regal appears in his own bloody office to throw a coffee to Jericho and also go, the queen's coming over. <laughs> yes, the queen going. is coming round! That's exactly what he says. And also smashes a flower vase over Jericho because there's not enough goo goo gaga in this match. But then Raven smashes Regal and pins Regal to retain the hardcore title of the match against Jericho because that's how hardcore matches work back then. Cole speculates Raven was blinded by Crumpet. Well, I've all been guilty of that at one time or another. And that's why you attack Regal. Coach then asks Regal. That's that's in your top. That's your top ten. That is. That's a top that, eight. That, that was an ab- that was an absolute. Bl- oh, I was going to say you. a blinder. That's Matthew, what I mean. Matthew top Matthew ten soaks in the adulation like butter. It's soaked into some good old bloody crumpet. William Regal is asked by coach, "Hey, are you all right?" And he goes, "Am I your bloody K? What do you think? Sod off." <laughs> Sod off. I love so the fact flippin'. that he used sod off. It was exactly. Good. Regan's so steaming and he, that he tells Raven, right, you doyle him. You're in a triple threat match at a hardcore <laughs> title, you are, against Big Joe versus Kane at WrestleMania X7. Oh, that's how we got to that match. Right, that's, right. That is literally the book. That's how we got to Kane versus Show versus Raven yeah, via right. Jericho. Yeah, Raven hit. I do have... Hey, two seconds. I Regal, have uh, Raven, I'm sorry. Hit, Ra- Raven got uh, a bit of crumpet in his eye. Like Ric Flair at Rumble 92. <laughs> With a crumpet a bit in, in my eye. eye. Regal then interviewed by telling Coachman to sod off again. So that was a lot to take in. Tom, first of all, what were your thoughts? Okay. Um, I thought it was... What, I mean, fun, fun opener. A lot, of, a lot of plunder. I didn't know mm-hmm. that you could be pinned in a hardcore match, despite the fact you're not in the hardcore match. I can't remember if I've ever seen that before. Because Regal wasn't technically in the match, but Raven pinned him to retain. Can you just pin anybody? We have had that before, yes. Have we? Big Show did it the other week. Oh, okay. Just pin Crash Holly, even though he wasn't. Because I just, I just, like, knock down, like, a, a, a butler or something, or a waiter, and just pin them. Well, we've seen it before when <laughs> another guy shows up and they've got their referee to denote, hi, I'm now in the match, but Regal just showed up. Regal showed up in his own bloody office. I think... I guess... Two seconds. I guess they saw the Queen Mother and thought that is a person of authority. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you deface her image, you get arrested. But also, if the Queen pins you in a match, somebody has to count the pinfall. That's a good shout. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. Uh, Adam, your thoughts, sir? I mean, to be honest, one of my thoughts, my, my one of my overriding thoughts around this, the, the, the segment that took place in Regal's office was, what on earth did he have on his crumpets? <laughs> Because, <laughs> my, my. because when you go back and watch it, and and you know the, Raven's face gets dragged along the tray that's supposedly got the crumpets on it, they don't look like any crumpets that I've ever seen. Are we definite that they were crumpets? Because Americans probably just saw like some some 
some some cylindrical <laughs> bread and went, that's probably <laughs> well, a crumpet. It's the queen and the queen mother thing again, isn't it? Yeah, they've just gone, here's you some know, round we, bread. It's probably a yeah. crumpet. Yeah, Michael Cole on wars accurately. <laughs> we don't know who the, if it's the queen or the queen mother. Or if it's a crumpet or a scone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good shout, actually. I need to go back and investigate like whether or not it was actually a crumpet. Because crumpets aren't indigenous to America, I believe that Regal had them imported. We would have to have done, wouldn't they? So I don't think I've yeah. ever been in like a Walgreens and ever seen crumpets. Yes, they're not they're not local to the area. Uh, wild crumpets don't <laughs> grow in America. Uh, they, uh... Oh, He's in the wilds. Does he of... make his own crumpet? <laughs> oh, like a little crumpet maker. Yeah, <laughs> like like he bobbles his own bread to make crumpets. Bobbles. Yeah. He makes little holes in the crumpets. NXT's uh, first name before the title of that was the Crumpet Makers. <laughs> How do you make a crumpet? <laughs> Can you make a crumpet from scratch? How to make a crumpet? If, if you wish to make a crumpet from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Um, you must, okay, okay. Jamie Oliver has an easy homemade crumpet recipe, which right. involves milk, yeast, sugar, flour, bicarbonate of soda, vegetable oil, and double cream. I mean, so I guess Regal could feasibly have knocked up some of his own homemade crumpets. Mm. How do you get the bobbly bits on them then? I will. We will get back to the, to the review. I promise. Um, I'm just intrigued. How do they make the little? We're all lumps? wondering if it gets stuck in desert island. Ah, desert island, I should say. And Dream if you're forced to make your own crumpet from scratch. Dream. <laughs> okay, cook for five minutes. Bubbles. Okay, I'm just fascinated how they make the bubbles in crumpets. Or pikelets, as they're called in some parts of the country. What pikelets? Oh. I think that's a West Midlands thing, a pikelet. I've never heard that before. Pikelet is another word for crumpet. No. Never heard pikelet before? No, never. Could be a brummy thing. Crumpet, like pikelet is kind of the, the, a similar word for a crumpet. Yeah, this is definitely the, uh, the diva match before the main event now, the crumpet discussion. <laughs> Recap of Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon. Ooh, on Raw, Stephanie tries to persuade Shane into not challenging the dad, to a match at WrestleMania. But Vince shows up and goes, I've never backed down for a match in my life. And of course he signs it. Uh, Bob Hoskins does not do a running. Vince <laughs> distracts Shane so Triple H can beat up Shane right in the ring. Uh, but before Vince goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, Triple H? Pedigree. <laughs> Vince tells Shane he regrets Linda giving birth to him. And also, speaking of my dead wife... I'll be bringing the corpse of Linda to watch Vince beat Shane censored at WrestleMania. Triple H watches this backstage and talks about how smart he is. Stephanie's like, oh, if you're so smart, then how come Kane pressed me over his head on Raw? Triple H goes, I have to go be smart elsewhere. And please. <laughs> this was a bit from Raw, which was hilarious, where you had yeah. Undertaker on the floor... Uh, and, and in the balcony bit, you had Kane holding up a mannequin, perfectly still. And the mannequin that wasn't what, moving. <laughs> was, was too, the acting was too good to be, to be Linda. Um, the older this mannequin up, as Stephanie off screen shouted, Help me, Triple H! Kane's got me! <laughs> oh, look at me! Um, but that was, bl was blatantly a mannequin. It was a real shit bit on Raw. 
But yeah. I remember the segment, like watching it years later, but they do not show clips of it, which to me is them going, mm. yeah, let's just talk it about shit. it rather than show it. <laughs> An admission of guilt, Your Honor. Mm-hmm. But they like doing that because last week they did the bit where they were, hey, let's be in the limo, haha. Oh no, there's Undertaker. And it's blatantly the, the recording from Tremendous Death. Oh no, That's we're right. in the limo. Ah, Undertaker's throwing some of this. In the limo. <laughs> Did we mention that we're in the limo? Ah, no. Oof. <laughs> oh, turn the radio off. I bang. found the minibar. <laughs> How do you make a crumpet? <laughs> in anyway. the limo. In the limo, that's right. <laughs> oh, no, my crumpet has glass on it. From, <laughs> from what with me being in the limo and all. Okay, if he's a raven, you can get it in his eye. You can blade from a crumpet. Make sure the glass doesn't rip the seats in the limo. It's oh, in the limo that we're definitely in. Oh. <laughs> Limo.com. Uh, there's a million clips of Austin stirring rock on that SmackDown as you hype up the face-to-face later on where both, man, both men will be shown sat down on chairs. Oh, also, Big Show and Triple H versus Kane and Undertaker later on tonight. Big Show is seen talking Triple H backstage. I says here, it just says in quotes, stop being fat. <laughs> Is that a note for Big Show or for me? Oh, stop it. (laughs) It's Chief Blackman heads to the ring with Grandmaster Sexay and K-Quick, a.k.a. the three guys they don't know what to do with. And they are sponsored by Stacker 2, Don't Smoke, It's Bad For You, and Chef Boyardee Overstuffed presents the unnamed Just Incredible X-Pac and Albert team. They will soon. I, I, have they not started calling them X Factor? No. Does their I theme music? Sure that they, 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 I thought this was the debut. Their theme music does go, hey, you're dealing with the X Factor. And it cuts into the, the generic theme. They, they don't call them X Factor yeah. per se, no. but the music says, yo, you're dealing with the X Factor. And it's generic theme. Generic not, theme. Nearly yeah. there. Not cracker yet. Nearly there. They're not the team of uh, X Factor. Can't just yet. wait. Uh, I, if I were Grandmaster Sexay, I would have recruited K-Quick over Steve Blackman for my team. Because K-Quick in this entrance is having more fun than Blackman is. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have recruited Blackman. Yeah, they're doing I'd have recruited same. K-Quick. Yeah, but, Go on. But, but Blackman has little sticks. There is the sticks. There is the sticks. How many bounties is uh, K-Quick hunted? Time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They did, were they doing them in packs of two at that point, or were they just doing the one little ones? Pause <laughs> for furious laughter for people at home. It's more just like the pub. Wee! When you smash a glass. When you smash a glass, is that same reaction? You're very welcome. Yeah. On Raw, Grandmaster's XA got crotched and Baldo bombed to fuck. I've typed here because it was a very impressive bomb. Yeah. Uh, Factor have won more matches in two weeks than the entire Hardys in the year 2001. Oh, no. Uh, Blackman takes apart Just Incredible and then tags in K-Quick to silence. Even his huge split can't get him to care. X-Pac tags in, and the X-Pac sucks chants are huge. Speaking of huge, Baldo in his head takes apart Sexay before it all falls apart and K-Quick takes the X-Factor. But the referee is distracted, so Sexay lands the hip-hop drop on Just Incredible while he's pinning... For a two count, as X-Pac breaks it up. Oh, that felt like it could have easily been the finish. However, K-Quick avoids moves before taking a double super kick to win. 
Another victory, the Unstoppable X Factor group. What do you think, Tom? I love the finish. The double super kick. It'll be, I mean, it would get them banned from a Control Your Narrative show, but I really oh. enjoyed it. <laughs> Adam, please tell me you've seen the Control oh, Your no, Narrative no, no. rules this week. I haven't. Here are the Control Your Narrative rules. Do we have to give this air time? <laughs> I heard that. Uh, I know where uh, Pachiti was talking about it on one of his, uh, I can't remember if it was last night or the night before on his, uh, on his YouTube 2K22 stream, but I, I, I don't really know what um, it is. If do seek them out, they're good fun. <laughs> it's all I will say. <laughs> I, for one, I'm excited for it. It'll yeah. be a lovely time. Um, I love the finish. I really like X Park mm. and Just Incredible as a uh, uh, doing that double super kick. I thought it was really nice. And you know what? Right? Okay. Admittedly, X Factor are one of my favourite factions. Of course they are. Um, I'm very glad I got to tell X Park that, much to his surprise. <laughs> When he came on to Desert Island Graps and, and I didn't talk about the NWO, I didn't talk about DX, I insisted on talking about X Factor with him. Um, and I, I really like them here. Like, they're a, it, it gives just incredible something with a bit of meat on the bone to do. Mm. So he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. It gives Xbox something fresh, like a team that he can lead. It's kind of got like, mm -hmm. Xbox kind of got that Diddy Kong in Donkey Kong Country 2 vibe with X Factor, where he's gone from being like the the, the runner-up in DX to now leading his own team. So therefore, next next year, we should see just incredible leading a faction <laughs> that features <laughs> Kitty Kong and Dixie Kong. I was going to say, this makes Baldo's head Chunky Kong. <laughs> <laughs> A massive head. Um, Adam, what did you think of this six-man tag team match? I thought it did exactly what it needed to do. It's mm. you know you you have six guys in there that um, you know were perennial mid-carders. They were never they had their spot on the card week in week out. So it did exactly what it needed to do. I, I must admit, I do. I do prefer the team of Grandmaster Sexay, uh, Blackman and K-Quick. I think that's a better team for me personally than the X-Factor team. Uh, but that's mostly because I just never understood the point of Just Incredible. Um, I, I just don't get it. Wow. <laughs> oh, are you not an EC Dub fan? Oh. I was. Wow. I, loved EC, I loved EC Dub. But I, I, again, I just never got Just Incredible. I just, I, I've never seen... He's one of those guys that... I've just never seen the point of in wrestling. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice chap. His name is a good pun. It, it is a good pun. I'll give him that, yeah. Look at the things. Oh. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> anyway, Undertaker is seen walking backstage. And it's done like a normal coming up next segment. But then Triple H appears out of nowhere like a jump scare as seen in Exorcist 3 and beats him up because Triple H is smart. And he goes, good to see you, dead man. And then back from the break, Triple H leads Undertaker into room. Undertaker's like, why are you walking away, son? And all this. Criming. Undertaker leads him like one of those assist missions, like the Zora Princess in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I thought... Leon, help! And Resident Evil 4, exactly like that. Come on, this way. This uh, way, look. I thought the rabbit from Super Mario 64. <laughs> that works as well. <laughs> yes. And Triple H's like, what's up? What's up? And then he goes, ta-da! Surprise! It's a room full of police. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Wait, hang on. What am I reading? Is this Jerry Lawler's notes? Oh, no, sorry. Undertaker <laughs> uh, is then arrested uh, while well, Undertaker does badass, oh, yeah, pro-cop lines such as, oh, look at this bunch of bacon right here. Oh, we'll be stopping off for donuts on the way home, son. Respect our troops. Yeah, respect our police. troops. That's right. I love the police. And then they arrest him. Oh, is this how it is? Oh, is F the popo. <laughs> dude, you, dude, you're called Crime Inc. Yeah. <laughs> you're asking for it. Yeah, Crime Inc. is arrested by the police. Wow, who, who saw it coming? <laughs> by the way, the cops all look like real cops as opposed to indie workers because they're all miserable and old. They did, I, did, I did pause it and go, are there any indies that I know here? And I was like, nah, they all just look like just regular cops. Yeah. yeah. If, like, if Kevin Kelly was a cop, be these guys. So then Trevor's like, ha ha ha, you're arrested. Ha ha ha. Except he's not arrested because he's allowed to stay mm. in the building and watch the telly. Yes, they don't know if they're charge him or not. So the cops go, we'll just sit him down on this nice couch. And they're like, I understand this, but it's better than a night in the cell. Stupid police. And the bribe the screws. So I guess I'll sit down here on this comfy couch. <laughs> Wrestling and police. But there was actually a clever bit of storytelling in there because. When 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 they go through the bit where he's he's you know the the putting the cuffs on him and everything, um, he then says something to Stephanie. I can't remember what he says, but then Stephanie turns around and says to the police, "Actually, I don't know yet whether I want to press charges." So, I think that's how they get around the thing of him not being right. arrested and carted out of the building is because she hasn't yet decided if she wants to press charges or not. I think the line you're thinking of was where Undertaker went, oh, I didn't know that Triple H had his balls in your purse. Um, which is, I, I believe, because the, the one thing I've noticed over the years with Triple H is, right, you, he is such a cerebral assassin. He's such a clever man. Mm. And he won't rise to any bait. He'll always overcome any plan. But if you insist <laughs> for one second that his balls are in his wife's purse... 
You go back and watch over the years. You can say what you like to him. You can do what you like to him. He'll rise above it. If you say, oh, your balls are in your wife's purse, he fucking hits the roof. Like, that's the one thing. Like, you never, never say that my balls are in my wife. Which leads me to strongly <laughs> believe that his balls are in his wife's purse. Because he yeah. gets very touchy when you suggest it. <laughs> hey, go from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, Tom. That's why he's smart. Because it takes like Triple H. You're a coward. And he's like, did you just call me a coward? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, that's fine. Your balls are in your wife's purse. Oh, fucking kill you! That's fine. I'm a garage because uh, I'm thinking you're bigger than me. So yeah, fine. I'm do that. Anyway, tonight, Rock and Austin face to face, and maybe they'll mention that the Rock gave Austin a rock bottom on Raw, or maybe they won't. Uh, coach talks to Regal again. Hey, well, I love it when they do the classics, like watching UK Gold. Uh, hey, how about that tag match? Now the Undertaker is arrested, says Coach, uh, and Regal says, "Well, it'll be a bloody handicap match, won't it?" Now, sod off twice. <laughs> now, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. JR talks to Austin, and it does sound a lot like King of the Hill background dialogue. I gotta admit. <laughs> and then uh, Rock talks to JR. They say very little. Uh, build up. We then get the nearly ready version, the My Way video package. So close, I can taste it. Uh, but it's not quite there yet because we need some of the samples of the uh, to go in the little video mix they do. And here is the sit down where all those samples come from. Mm. This is a bit lengthy, so I'm not going into great detail. But Rock explains <laughs> that the WF title means everything to him. Shows he's grabbed the brass ring. Hey, they were doing that all the way back in 01, the brass ring. <laughs> Cesaro had no chance of getting it. If, yeah. if The Rock could barely get it. <laughs> Steve Austin explains he's back from injury. The journey's over. He's ready to win the title again. JR brings up Debs. Rock says he never asked for Debs. No problems or issues with her. Austin says it's a big problem. He doesn't appreciate Rock's tome when he mentioned his and Debs' name. Take Debs out of the equation. Bam! And that's it. Neither man likes the other. And this goes on for a while, but I loved all of this. Uh, it didn't feel too forced. That's just the right amount of animosity while feeling as real or TV sports-like as possible. Austin ends with a, yeah, I need to beat your rock. I need it more than you can even imagine. And it's so in tremendous watching it all back and going, oh, this is it. Yeah. This is where they did the My Way bit. This is the, mm. this is the bit that we remember, those, those highlights, those sound clips that they play every yeah. year. That's timeless and ageless. Um, I loved it. What did you think, Tom? And more importantly, what did the live crowd think of it? Okay. Uh, for, I'll get to me and the crowd in a minute, but Adam, I'll start with you, actually. Your thoughts on this iconic sit-down between The Rock and Austin. This was the first time I've watched it back in full for quite some time. Um, and it is still, to this day, 20 years later, as iconic as you remember it being at the time. And you just don't get stuff like this now in WWE. You, you, you don't get it. You do not get this anymore. And it was just so iconic. And all three, all three people played their part perfectly. Um, and then, of course, you know, you, you then get it intertwined with showing you, you know, you've got a bit of the My Way promo and everything and 
the build-up. And I remember just being a kid watching that and so excited for that match at Mania. But that sit-down interview was something else. The the body language between them, the, uh, the, the, the way they address each other, and, you know, it doesn't have to end in... I think nowadays, if you did this in WWE, it would end in a massive pull-apart brawl and, you know, you'd have all the jobbers running in to break them up and everything. This didn't need that. And it played to perfection. Um, I'm echoing a lot of what you two say in this interview. Um, very different language from both of them. Um, The Rock, very mm. calm in comparison, <clears throat> using I a lot more instead of always just speaking third person, which always only means The Rock means business. Uh, Austin, clearly, I forgot how rattled Austin is in this. Like, there's, there's a one point where where JR asks Rockle, what does it mean to you to be the WWF champion? And then about five minutes later, Austin goes, hey, JR, you didn't ask me that question. Why do you ask me that question? Mm-hmm. Seems a bit one-sided in this mm-hmm. interview. And like, and Austin's, like, in a real shitty mood throughout the whole interview. But it, <clears throat> Austin's always been, like, that's always just been his way, but especially so. Like, he seems really rattled in it. And The Rock just seems incredibly cool. And then those those really iconic lines, as Math and you said yourself, Adam, um, The Rock saying, win, lose, or draw, you'll get the absolute best of The Rock at WrestleMania. And then Austin saying, I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more yeah. than anything you could ever imagine. Like, oh, God, so yeah. good. As JR points out, it goes, well, like, Rock, you don't need to beat Austin. Austin needs to beat you in this. Mm-hmm. Austin, now you're still getting the best to be in Austin. Yeah, as mm. you said, it, it, it contrasts so well. Rock, confident. Yeah. You know, it's just like, do I, do I, do I like Austin? Do I respect him? Yeah. Do I like him? No. And all that stuff, it's just like, it works really well. It looks very sporty. And very unlike yeah. everything that Dewey F has done since, I think. I can't remember the last time they did anything like this. And then, yeah, just rock going, yeah, could be good. And Austin just like, don't mention my wife. Don't mention my name. Watch your tone if you mm-hmm. do. And I need to beat you. I need to beat yeah. you. Uh, JR shines here as well. And I think that I, yeah. I, I'm very critical of JR's commentary on AEW. I feel like he is a, he's a legendary voice. I don't think his role right now should be front and center on Dynamite. I think no. in something like this, in a position like this with AEW, I think he could add so much more gravitas. So yeah. much more gravitas. than They, they do do the good sit-downs on again. They they're do. great when they yeah. do it. And, that's, and a big part of that is JR and how good JR is. Yes. Um, yeah. This was iconic. Dave but... and the Observer. So, again, this is, it's interesting how the world, like, we see it differently because we sat at home on a Saturday evening, Saturday morning, and watched this, the whole episode of SmackDown. Just pipe for mania. If you went to this show, it was a very different show. Every report we got from this show, says Dave, was strongly negative. Crowd Live hated the first hour of SmackDown. There were only two matches, one of which took place mainly backstage, and that's fair. Way too many video packages for the XFL and WrestleMania. Lots of boos and bullshit chants during the Austin Rock promo. So while that's going out, they're piping in more positive crowd noise as and where because the crowd are booing this. And do you know what? I kind of get it because you've, you've bought tickets to an event and you're just watching an interview for 20 minutes on the big screen. So I can't, even, if, even though the interview is like, you know, historically, it's iconic. If you've come to watch wrestling so far, you're pretty disappointed because you've had like one and a half matches in the ring. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're right. But, but at the same time, fuck them. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck them completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it, it's hard to. I don't. Would you? Would you? Okay. Again, would you, if Adam, if you were at that show and you and you'd yeah. seen half a Jericho Raven match and then the yeah. six man tag, and then you'd watch video packages for half an hour. Because bear in mind, we've also had a sit down with Shane on this show. Like a little brief sit down with Shane, didn't we? Was yet. that last week? That was last week. We last week, ignore packages. me. But we had video no, packages. There is a lot of video packages in there. Yeah. So he's right. So you watch a lot of video packages and then a sit down with Rock and Austin. So neither of whom, I, was, I suppose Rock wrestles this week. And Austin turn. does Austin turn up at the end? Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, but yeah, I, so if you were there, would you, would you have been all right with all that? Just not knowing how historic the moment is. I don't necessarily think you're I'm doing the politician hand my... gesture, which suggests that you're. Mr. Speaker, I don't necessarily. Mr. Speaker, I don't. Did you threaten order? Your... Order. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think I'd have shown my displeasure at the point where the Austin and Rock promo was being shown because I think. That's been the key focus for a number of weeks building up to Mania is the Rocket Austin. I think I would have voiced my displeasure at some of the other video packages, maybe. But it just seems a bit odd to me that a lot of the fans were seemingly doing it whilst they were showing the, the Rocket Austin sit-down interview. Yeah, it seems like a weird it, time that, to That's do the it. bit to me that just seems a bit odd. Mm. I can understand them maybe doing it with some of the other segments, but... I don't know. Could have been a case that it could have been a case because it was such a sort of softly delivered interview. Maybe that it didn't audibly wasn't that apparent what was going on in the arena. Maybe there was like a an issue with the sound. Maybe which might have been why you booed it. Possibly, Possibly. maybe. But you also don't need to remember you said that we've seen half the Jericho Raven match. Uh, Raven only saw. <laughs> because he had bloody crumpet in his eye. Blinded by the crumpet. What the fuck do now? I'm facing Kane and Big Show. Blinded by the crumpet. Stop that now, man. Everything's better with crumpet. It's true. So there you go. So that was the that was the Rock Austin sit down. Great for us. Shit for whoever was there. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Cole says you never know who's going to be at WF New York. Why? Last Friday, Aerosmith appeared. Mm. Taz is gutted he missed it. You know, when they were there, he'd have given them his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> they were pushing um, Just Push Play, which is their new album out that month. Which is why they were there. Ah, of course. That's why they were on the... That, they, they, they would, oh, they, which one was that? Uh, Jaded and Fly Away From Here. We're on it. I don't remember either of them. You remember Jaded? Jaded. That's, oh. that's all I remember. <laughs> 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 No, sorry, I, I, I pressed skip. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have turned up just for fun. <laughs> they're, they're there to promote. Of course. Wow, Aerosmith just showed up. Like that. Yeah, I don't think Steven Tyler was sat at home going, wow, the WWF's really hot at the moment. Let's yeah. get ourselves out to WWF nowhere to go in New York. It's such a dull, boring <laughs> city that sleeps after 10 p.m. <laughs> Let's go for an overpriced shitty chicken burger at WWF New York. <laughs> On the off I chance that hardcore Holly might turn up. 
Let's have a shit burger. Then, Holly might be there. And then you turn up expecting to see Taz and you find out that he sent Joey numbers instead. Ah. <laughs> hey, look, Shawn Michaels is there. Yay. And he's shit face. <laughs> Uh, Save that till next week. Save that till next week. No, no, God. He's gonna be at WrestleMania. He's been on the sobers again. (laughs) Yes, Shawn Michaels gonna be at WrestleMania, and he went Windsor. That's not. Hey, that's nothing. The Shawn Michaels dude is bad next week. Wait to see what gimmick they give Chris Jericho. I I love this story so much. Do you know the story? Just a tease. I'm trying to think what gimmick did they give him. No, they they didn't. They didn't. It's uh, it's oh, uh, quick quick tease because you've been such a good sport to pitch your yeah. person. It's in Jericho's book that next week, Joe Tom Rollins back down. Jericho disguised himself as Doink the Clown to sneak attack Regal. <gasps> of course. So backstage, yes, Jericho's all doinked up, uh, and Shawn Michaels comes. He's up. all fucked up. <laughs> yes, and Shawn Michaels shows up like Davy Boy Smith at SummerSlam. Um, he's all left. And he looks at Jericho, and this is from Jericho's book, and Jer- uh, Sean's looking at him going, he made you doink? And Jericho's going, no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not doink full time. I'm, I'm just doing this to attack Regal. And he goes, that's bullshit. You shouldn't be doink. And he's wandered away, and Jericho's like, no, 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 I, I'm not like, now, Jericho's new gimmick, doink the clown. Amazing. So Sean Michaels went backstage, he went back home, I guess, and was like, really, Jericho's doink now? <laughs> Come <laughs> on the next week though, because this week Big Show and Triple H are here. No, Big Show does not get an entrance. He's there already in the ring, like he's uh, Barry Horowitz, '95. Because no, obviously Aerosmith, Aerosmith got an entrance on this show, but Big Show didn't. Even Horowitz in '95 got entrances because they gave him yes. that um, that 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 pop version. God, you're of... right. Of da of ah of da 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 I didn't hear any Big Show chants for 95. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. Triple H, of course, gets his overblown entrance. Cole mentions that there was a 25-foot keep-away thing that I can't remember the term. Google this later. Oh, shit. Um, restraining restraining order. order. There we go. I knew if I said that out loud and I was awake for this, as I did my notes, I remember it. A restraining I order, love, they call it, in I, the biz. My favourite my favorite part of the classic Spatdown review is Matthew's notes. Because Matthew, what happens... I think what happens is Matthew writes his notes... <laughs> And then he has like a memento moment where like his memory is wiped. So he comes to sit down. And he goes, who wrote this? <laughs> you did a week ago. Part, part recap, part shopping list. <laughs> this week on Smackdown, egg, bacon, cat foods. Yeah. So, Wrong list. Sorry. I'm making crumpets. So <laughs> Colin explains there's a, there's a straining order against him. That's why he was arrested. They weren't just, look, it's the Undertaker. Arrest him. So I thought, oh, that makes sense. It wasn't because he was wearing pro-crime t-shirt. <laughs> anyway, Kane's pyro scares the shite <laughs> out of the front row again. And Kane goes after Big Show. We noticed this last week, uh, and also Tom, that because they cut that camera a split second before they do Kane's pyro. And it's I, I forget all about it because now we expect it, I guess, or they do it a different way. But like the front row goes, oh, whenever there's a pyro going off at Kane. And it's awesome. I forgot that bit about him. Like, yeah, Kane's going to scare you. <laughs> Um, Kane 
sends <laughs> Triple H flying with a big boot and also chokes him. But luckily, BS is there to save him. Undertaker is shown watching this while handcuffed, nodding his head like, yeah, brother. <laughs> Kane press slams Triple H effortlessly onto Big Show. Hell yeah, it is Cool Kane in this match, for definite. Cool Kane! Cool Kane! Do, 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 do. Kane, sorry, Cool Kane, cool Kane. his Christian name, then slams Big Show. Oh, no, wait. Big nose hits Kane from behind, so blubber guts drops on him. Boo. They're saving it for mania. Of course they are. Triple H always did a good job of selling Kane's strengths. Big Show suplexes Kane, but he keeps sitting up. Joe tags in Triple H, who also can't put down Cool Kane, who takes out Triple H with a top rope clothesline. Kane sets up a chokeslam on both men, but has only stopped because Triple H distracts the referee so he can kick Kane in his cool dick. And his showstopper ends it. What an awesome match for Kane. But wait. Triple H and Show continue attacking Kane's groin, with Show deciding to drop big fat elbows for good measure. A pedigree on a chair finally inspires Undertaker to beat up all the cops <laughs> while wearing handcuffs. Lol, 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 of put. Yes, it really is. Undertaker smash. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> uh, Triple H does the chair choke, like in Tango and Cash on Kane in the middle of the ring, mocking his stupid brother who stinks. <laughs> oh, God, your brother's so stupid. Luckily, he's backstage. You can't see this because your stupid brother's stupid. And hell, you've done it now. <laughs> and then he shows up, still attacking and big booting the filth. <laughs> Triple H dares him, dares big old crime ink to get in the ring. And that goes as well as you'd expect. Because <laughs> he's handcuffed. <laughs> Picture of Triple H keep on attacking both men until Triple H smartingly reveals these aren't real cops, they're Triple H's mates. I'm so clever. Ha ha ha. So Triple H has them handcuff Kane as well. Hey, seeing as you met some of my mates, here's another one. And brings out his other, other friend, Shawn Michaels, who was fucked. So he puts him back under the ring and gets his other, other, other friend, Sledgehammer, to completely twat Undertaker's forehead open, causing him to bleed anti-cop blood everywhere. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like 17 cops on Kane, and he's still trying to kick out. Awesome. Triple H then tells Dead Man Inc., and a subsidiary of Crime, Crime is Inc. Good Inc., <laughs> Dead Man Inc. goes belly up at WrestleMania, which probably sounded better on paper than reality. But this was a hell of a segment and a beatdown, with both bro uh, both brothers look incredible, even after having the shite kicked out of them. Oh, loved all of this. It was great. Kane, look, it's so great. Cool Kane, get that chance to shine. Who's dumb Kane? I don't know that lad. He's, he's out. <laughs> Stupid Kane is on holiday. Exactly. We've just got Cool Kane this week. Cool Kane. Beating up both men in a handicap match, kicking out of everything, only beating them by getting kicked in the dick, which even Cool Kane can get over. And then, after a pedigree on the chair, after getting his knob worked, he's still kicking out. And there's 120 cops on him. And he's still pushing him like, like Gulliver's Bastard travels. He's like, no! Gulliver's travels! But it's even more impressive when you bear in mind. That they're not even cops. The Triple H is mates. This is mates. As soon as Kane heard that, he went, "Oh, it's okay to hurt them." He's <laughs> like the Punisher. He's got these things he has to stick to. Work stiff, brother. 
Right, Tom. I needed some time to myself after this. Oh, what did you think? It was classic. It was classic oh. WWF Attitude Era shit, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah. It was yeah. K. It was Kane and Big Show and Triple H and Undertaker. Undertaker. I just liked Undertaker, who was sat so nicely with the popo for so long, and then just went right. I've decided now. You're all getting battered, and like you said, there was a comedy value of him just suddenly just sending these blokes flying. Like he could have done it at any time. And decided, nope, now I'm doing it. Bye, 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 bye. All fine. Uh, I loved it. Adam, your thoughts? Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, obviously the match was... It was a nothing match, wasn't it? The whole point of it was what came after the match. So, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a great performance from Kane. Kane was on fine form. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was just brilliant to see. And you had all the... And one of the things that I've always loved, especially back in the Attitude Era, was Triple H had this very good way of being a bit like a pantomime baddie. Mm. So, like, there's a bit, there's, there's a bit in this segment when he get when he gets the sledgehammer, and he, he he's looking at the sledgehammer, and just the look on his face is a bit like a comedy type villain, you know, pantomime villain. Yeah. And I think Triple H has always has always been quite good at that aspect of it. So um, it had everything that you needed needed from it. It was a brilliant segment. I really enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this this bit. Um, really, yeah. really good fun. Really good fun. And I do like that. Sometimes I go too far with the, hey, brother, I saw this 80s action film and I want to do this bit word for yeah. word. And it's like, you know, uh, me and my brother come to yeah. town. <laughs> are you, the are you... sheriff shit themselves in fear. Vroom, <laughs> <laughs> vroom, it's me and ass Billy. God. You know, and it's like, all right. But this this week with like, you know, Undertaker being all these cops. We went from waiting for Godot last week to, uh, to, to, to the, the rise of Crime Inc. this week. Yeah. Shares went up this week for Crime Inc. Shares were up. It's going to go belly yeah, up at WrestleMania, apparently. Belly up. Okay, not a great ending line, but... No. And then immediately after all that, and the, wow, I can't wait to see Triple H versus... Well, Kane. But then later on, we'll get that, I guess. But mm. before then, I'll be happy with Triple H versus Undertaker. Uh, and the Magnificent <laughs> segment beat down. We shift into Taz hyping up the gimmick Battle Royale. And Taz goes, yeah, I can't wait to see a bit. The Iron Sheik, baby. <laughs> He's excited oh, for Sheik. And baby. also TLC2. Also, the goon will be in that match. Has the goon was the goon announced <laughs> at this point? They haven't announced anybody. Which Power Star Magazine at the time did say that there was speculation because it was on April first, WrestleMania. That is uh, that the gimmick battle royal was an April joke. I mean, it kind of was uh... in general. Yeah, but we were all the fool, I guess, because. Wait, is that how that works? It's after midday, so technically it shouldn't have been. Loud. It was April Bastard second of the UK when we're watching it live. Oh, that's so. true, actually. Yeah. What's quite nice is um, there's a line when we do the watch along, they'll be we'll pick it up. There's a line in that gimmick battle royal. Uh, you know the one, Adam? Uh, um, I know the one you mean. With Iron Sheik walking to the ring, and Bobby yeah. Heenan says, by the time he gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. And here we are. Yeah. On the on the like a week away from WrestleMania 38. Good God, Sheiky's nearly there, baby. <laughs> Just imagine the pop when Sheiky comes out at WrestleMania 38. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he made it. 
Good that, isn't it? <laughs> I it'll be like when they do it'll be like when they do the marathon at the olympics so when they do the marathon at the olympics whenever the whoever wins it they they come into the olympic stadium at the end of the marathon and that's where the finish line is that's what it'll be like with this it'll be halfway through a mid-card match at wrestlemania 38 and you'll just see out on the corner cheeky baby just coming in to finish that'll be amazing <laughs> oh i'd love that as a thing oh, nice anyway the Hardys were the oh, lot of stuff here now. The Hardys were the tag team champions. Yes, there's, there's been a lot, a lot of, lot of storyline. Yes, uh, against mm-hmm. Edge and Christian, with the new roster member Rhino making his WWE debut. Obviously, been down as a jobber before this, but this is proper proper debut as a proper wrestler. Well, he'd been put over. He'd been put over on dark matches at Rhino, and there was and JR was oh, really high players. on him. And JR said, "Oh, we're gonna bring, we'll probably bring him in, but we'll probably give him a new name." And they finally just went, do you know what? Let's just swap the I for a Y so we own mm. the name Rhino. Yeah. That's what they did. They just called, should have the wrestlers and call them Tazzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rhino makes his debut and helps ENC win the titles. And this is nice because Rhino was part of that uh, four-man group back in the day with Edge, Christian, Rhino, and Joey Legend. Mm. Obviously, one of these mm. things does not like mm. the others. One of these things does not belong. But... Yeah, they, they grew up and uh, trained together in the indie Canadian scene. They had to drive over frozen lakes to get to the events and all that stuff. So it's nice to see them reunited, and it feels so good. But then the Dudleys appear and go, hey, we were supposed to have that title match tonight, but our planes got cancelled. I wonder who did that. And Regal goes, oh, really? Yeah, you should get your shot tonight then. Like, all right. So Edgy Christian, the new champs, then defend their tag titles against the Dudleys on the same episode of Raw later on with brand new roster member Spike Dudley make his debut, appearing to help the Dudleys win the titles. This happened on one Raw. One Raw, there were two title changes of the tag titles. Yeah. Bloody hell, all right. Yeah. And lots two, of these... Wait, wait, two debuts of one night? Two what debuts. What is this, two... AW Dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing as well that struck me with this is, the, uh, I can't remember whether it's I can't remember whether it's during the Edge and Christian and Dudley's match or it's it's earlier on where commentary makes reference that Edge and Christian are six times tag team champions. Now, when you consider that they only came on the scene in '99, so within two years they've had the tag titles six times. So that just shows you that within those couple of years, with these three teams, how they were just passing those titles around basically for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, because yeah. within two years, they were six time tag champs. They really were the slags of the tag team title division. You're right. <laughs> a pot noodle. 2000. To going back to this um, this episode of Raw and these debuts, I remember at the time thinking that. Paul Heyman was plotting an ECW invasion because all of a sudden Heyman was on. I know, right? Because Heyman was on commentary and all of a sudden Rhino was there, Spike Dudley was there, Just Incredible was there. And I was like, oh, this is building to a thing. I remember that point thinking. Mm. Never happened. Ah. (laughs) Backstage, Kelly asked Edge Christian if they would about tonight. And Edge Christian replied, who's the first president? What do the pilgrims eat at Thanksgiving? Where's Jericho's wife on January 6th? 
And who won the previous TLC? That's right. <laughs> All those questions got answered, obviously. He didn't say it like that. And it's cool because they have a backup. Christian, get the rhino. That's cool. And they do this in front of a big sea of cardboard boxes. And because I watch a lot of uh, like bad 70s cop drama, <laughs> I was for certain that rhino was going to come through there. Go, that would have been great. That did not happen. <laughs> they were rubbish in cat because it's just like 17 cardboard boxes. <laughs> as seen at your local supermarket, as I imagine you worked at. But uh, no, no such luck. Mm. Anyway, The Rock is backstage. No. No. Uh, the Rock is backstage. But also, Austin is backstage, getting drunk and messing around with a forklift. I want to live that life, but instead, <laughs> I'm living the Greyhound life. <laughs> presented by a Greyhound <laughs> yeah. news presenter. And I'll just put, it's the shit we just saw. Greyhound, <laughs> moving faster than the WF Tag Team title changes. Woof, woof, move, move. Um, can you give us a woof, woof, move, move? Adam, give us a woof, woof, move, Me? move. Woof, woof, move, move. Yay! Hey. Hey. Ba, 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 Dogs. <laughs> Edgy Christian and Rhino versus the Dudleys and Spike. Nice. So Six man trios action. Exactly. The Dudleys yeah. beat up all of the Canadians until they tag in Spike. He manages a few quick pin attempts before Christian bonks him on the ropes to get the advantage. Rhino tags in and starts kicking the fuck out of him like it's 2000 ECW again. Crowd chance, EC dub, as Taza shows Cole. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole is not bigger than Spike Dudley. <laughs> Hot tag to Bubba, who takes apart everyone, including Rhino, which I thought was surprising. I thought he was going to be like the big Albert of the team, mm-hmm. but I guess not. Uh, they flapjack him onto the ropes in a cool moment. Now, I'm not sure it was going to go a bit crazy or not, but he ends up going in the middle rope instead, but ends up looking all right. And then, what's up to the balls? You know, ripping off that cool cane spot we saw. Oh, that was ago. a great cool cane spot. This sets up the tables, and the crowd reactions are just as crazy for the Dudleys this week as they were last week. Hot as hell. My God, they love the Dudleys right mm. now in 2001. Uh, Christian moves the table, however, to prevent a table flapjack, but they set up a 3D. However, Christian escapes the ring to avoid it at last second as the crowd goes, aww, <laughs> loudly. I forgot how great the 3D was at its peak because different people in the crowd would see it coming at different times. So it's like, Irish whip off the ropes, he wants his position, Bubba's looking at him. You hit some of the crowd go 3D. It's just a sea of people going 3D, 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 3D. Like, oh, yeah. I love how it ripples through. Yeah. So when they know that mm. and they tease it and they're in position and then Christian just escapes the ring. 3D. Oh. <laughs> oh just a yeah. great reaction to see a wrestling event. There. Oh, you guys. Yeah. Edge has enough and chair shots everyone viciously. Spike Dudley evades the concerto but walks right into a gore through the table to end this in the corner. Uh, I bet Spike is happy taking the exact same bumps he took a year ago. <laughs> scary whiplash from the poor lad. But this time, time he's getting paid. Yeah, now he's Lest getting paid. Lest we forget. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, who am I kidding? I love seeing Spike getting tossed around. Uh, yeah. Myself when there's a strong wind. Uh, so, lo- lovely little stuff here. Part of me goes, they probably could have done the Spike Dudley reveal here. Delayed all the stuff they did before. Put one of these things in SmackDown. Mm. Maybe, perhaps. I'm not too sure. But we're picking spots here, really, aren't we? I mean, mm. I, I, what do you reckon, Adam? Do you reckon there was there was too much on Raw, not enough on SmackDown with all this? No, I mean, I thought I thought the stuff that was on SmackDown was was played out nicely. 
Um, I don't necessarily think it was disproportionate one way to the other. Um, you know, I think what we got here on this episode of SmackDown was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I yeah, quite like I, I don't, the... I don't, I don't, um... I, I quite like the I, I I agree that you there wasn't too much of one not enough another. I I quite like mm. how frantic Raw was, with having two debuts and two title changes within like an hour of each other because it doesn't happen every week. So when it doesn't no. happen every week, it has a it has a stronger impact. But they should have done it every week and just kept on adding stables. Oh no, Simon Diamond making <laughs> his debut. Give me a question. <laughs> Jason Jet, aka Easy Money, aka Where's My Tights, you bastard? Yeah. <laughs> Make his debut. That's a good shout. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, uh, one Vince. of the things that I did, I did want to just put, mention about this this segment that I that I noticed, and I just wanted to see whether you two um, agree or not. It, the 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 gore that Rhino gives to Spike at the end to put him through the table could have quite easily have gone horribly wrong because when he when he goes him he goes him onto the edge of the table and the table moves and he nearly ends up just sending him straight into the goring him through the turnbuckles. It's like he only just catches the edge of the table and fair enough it does break. The table still breaks. But if you watch it back, you see the table shift. Mm. And he only just catches it. He nearly just <laughs> goes him straight, straight through. It must be weird if you're like wrestling. I'm gonna put this uh, normal sized people in a match, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "All right, Spike Dudley." I'm not sure if wrestlers be able to yeah. pull the punches or not. I'll go like, "Yeah, I just, I just, I just back boy drop Bubba Ray Dudley." Now let me hit Spike. Oh God, sorry, Spike. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, it's okay. he's in the fifth row. <laughs> Blasted off again. <laughs> It's all right. It's Spike Dudley, though. He's he's probably not. I don't know how he's all right. But backstage, Vince McMahon is making himself some coffee, which is a weird image because you figured he'd have someone else do it. Somebody do it for him, wouldn't they? Yeah. He's just there, like, going, I hate that Bob Custis. Making his little crappy American coffee, the big old (laughs) cylinders they have there. And Steve Austin shows up. Tells Vince that if anything happens to Deborah, he'll hold Vince responsible. I've typed it. Oh, is that thing still going? It kind of wraps up on this SmackDown unofficially because they don't they they sort of yeah. pay, they ease back on the references of it going into Mania now. They kind of treat that Austin line, bam, she's not a factor. Uh, in at least in the video package, it's treated as right. We're going to get rid of the Deborah element yeah. of this storyline. Yeah, you're right, Tom. They have removed the Deborah.png from the, the official <laughs> WF MS Paint. Yes, <laughs> they have. Um, interestingly, here um, Vince and Austin. Uh, being in cahoots was very much in the air at this point because Dave Meltzer sort of semi-mentions it in The Observer this week about like a, a like a potential Ooh. plan of an Austin-Vince team. And, and I just find it funny that like we're not at that point yet and already there is the discussion about a Vin- Vince and Austin possibly mm. forming an alliance after all these awful right. years of feuding. Well, I would have thought I was saying okay. that we'll get to the very last segment on I don't put more on that because that mm-hmm. gives it a slight tease. Anyway, the stacker two burn of the week is Ivory beating up a China cardboard standee <laughs> until the real one shows up. Ivory's pile driver of a bit of cardboard was funny. 
It was. I enjoyed that segment. Yeah. I remember that segment from Raw, thinking it was quite fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's even more fun when it's the Stacker 2 Burn of the Week because they're doing a disco Saturday Night Fever type thing. So they play this do 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 do, like beat over it, which is funny if it's something serious, like Kurt Angle breaking people's ankles or something. Like, <laughs> You'll never walk again. Do 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 do. <laughs> and yes, uh, right to censor emerge from the back, and Bull and Godfather sit next to Taz a commentary to stare at him. Ivory tells us China has signed the liability contract, so she's not responsible for what she does to her at WrestleMania, which people in the back say, yeah, I'll say she's a liability. Uh, Val Venus talks, uh, but who cares? I'll just skip that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Echoing the thoughts of literally thousands. It's pretty Stephen much what Richards. people say about him now, really. Yeah, Valvina, exactly. who cares? Stephen Richards <laughs> tells Taz he will face judgment for his actions and he will be censored. So Taz attacks him and locks in the Taz mission while right to censor fail to get him off. Not like that. Uh, but the APA show up to batter the good father and bull like they're the public enemy. Oh, no. And that sets up the incredibly forgettable tag match at WrestleMania. So this kind of leans into the idea that Meltzer puts out, put out last week. And I kind of didn't give it much uh, thought until I saw this week's episode of SmackDown. That basically Taz has just been airdropped into whatever Jerry Lawler was doing. Mm. Uh, in mm. Sort of finishing off the right to censor stuff. So apparently the plan was going to be for Jerry Lawler to team with the APA to face the right to censor. And mm. that was going to write right to censor off uh, for good. Uh, but then obviously Stacey Carter got sacked and Lawler left in, in protest. Mm. And so now Taz is just kind of supplanted in that role instead. And Taz is doing fine in it. Like it doesn't feel too jarring to have them sort of like, they're like intimidating Taz. But I kind of like the fact that it's Taz because there's an edge to it. Like whereas like... With like when Stephen Richards was getting in Taz's face about censoring him, like you see Taz sort of growling like he's a pit bull, and I thought that was yeah. quite. A, and boy, he leaps over the 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 announce table and Taz missions him. I thought that was cool. I thought yeah. Taz was cool here. Yeah, I like Taz. And here. Yeah, people. Um, well, last week when Taz got involved, they cheered for him. Mm. So Taz getting involved. Love for Taz. Taz I love getting... them. Yeah. Ah, well, it looks like we have our good old our own Jerry Lawler right here. Because <laughs> Joey numbers, Joey numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Angle talks to Benoit backstage and he thinks they should break the rock in two in this main event because, you know, I don't like you, you don't like me, but both don't like the rock, right? So together we should snap, snap. And Benoit's like, moo, moo. Uh, okay. Benoit's like, wait, why am I Fucking. <laughs> Benoit's like, yeah. Hey, wait, why am that match I was going to have with Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> don't mention it. All right. But then if he did snap, snap, you wouldn't be able to snap into lugs. <laughs> Yay! Lugs of the week is rock bottom by the rock onto Austin. Just one more lugs about your leadership of the week. <laughs> My lugs all the highway. <laughs> Uptown lugs. <laughs> Buy yourself some uptown lugs. Play Bob the Lugs. No, <laughs> we now sell your, shoes your, as your well lugs as lugs. Your, your lugs aren't my problem. They're not my lugs. She's your lugs. Oh. <laughs> I need those lugs. I need those lugs, Ross Mod. <laughs> I haven't needed any lugs in my life. She's got lugs. <laughs> she knows how to use them. That's what I mean. 
<laughs> You've done it now. The look sale is on. <laughs> oh. Lugs are us. Lugs are us. Lugs are us. Lugs are us. There's millions of Lugsy all under one roof. It's called Lugs are us. Lugs are us. Lugs are us. I love the Toys R Us theme. Yeah, it's because classic. it's it's like they started classic. the song and then just went, oh, just, we ain't got time to finish it. There's millions of Jeffrey all under one roof. It's called Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Well, that's how it's Christmas. You'd see the Coca-Cola advert and the Toys R Us advert, and it was Christmas. That's true. There's a magical place where they sell the lugs. All the days are lugs. All the days are lugs. All the days are lugs. Buy the days and put juice on your feet. Boil a lug for your family this Christmas. Put crumpet in your eye. La, 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 la. Put lugs inside your crumpet. What? Tis the season. Is that the real queen? <laughs> She's wearing lugs. Oh, one always oh, yeah, wears her lugs. <laughs> by walking with corgis. Anyway, it was a silver black with a Laura Laura lugs. Laura Laura lugs. <laughs> Let's move on. Austin John shown. Felt to shop some lugs onto the picture of the queen. <laughs> No, God, no, that counts. You'll get arrested. Onto her head again. <laughs> Deface the, then, then do a Photoshop of yourself getting arrested. John's put this like if people say the Queen's dead, with the Queen's dead, how could she go out and buy these? <laughs> how could the people's poet be dead when we've still got his lungs? <laughs> oh, have we got us. Have we got us. Oh, I forgot a pair of lugs. Yes, we've got a pair of lugs. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Lord Flash Lugs. Flash by name. Lugs by nature. Lugs. 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 Hi, Lugsy. You look sexy. <laughs> El boy was helped by his brother, Lugsy. See, it's bloody Lugsy. <laughs> All the Lugs adverts. <laughs> All the British comedy bits from the last 60 years. <laughs> I'm on a Lugs diet. I've lost three days already. <laughs> Tommy Cooper! Tommy Cooper lifting Lugs oh, going, Where's the Lugs? There's a Lugs. There's some Lugs. There's some Lugs. some Lugs. Oh, oh, I have that Lug. And he had a glass of Lugs. <laughs> And a glass of toast. <laughs> Just like lugs. Just like lugs. Oh, God. Just like lugs. Anyway, you're nothing for lugs, not in this game. All right, let's move on. Jesus Christ. Um, Austin is shown getting a few Budweiser's and sitting down to watch this main event with Warlass. Benoit and Angle make their entrance, and Cole says, Oh, man, get ready for this pop when The Rock comes out. Listen to this. And then Mr. McMahon's music plays. He's like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a gosh darn minute. Nice. Vinny Mack is taking it back to 76 as he's back to commentating because obviously Taz is kaput. Uh, the Rock appears and there's no Debs. Yay. Oh, wait, there she is, balls. <laughs> We've Great nearly note. got shot of it. We've nearly got shot yeah. of it. Benoit distracts, so Angle gets Rock from behind. Boy, these two dudes do not like The Rock. 
Benoit tags in and Rock takes him apart because he's the Rock and launches Benoit through Vince commentating. This empowers Benoit into delivering German suplexes. Benoit chair shots down the Rock. And Angle flies off with a rare missile dropkick for two. Often see that. Kurt Angle misses the moonsault to make sure we don't lose our WrestleMania main event. Uh, Benoit misses Air Canada, but Angle helps him escape a pin so he can lock in the crossface. Angle then helps by putting Benoit's foot on the rope so the referee could break it nice. up. <laughs> Benoit's pissed and doesn't realize what's happened. He's like, hang on, what happened there? So Kurt Angle Valentine's himself in and goes, I'm going to win! And gets a rock bottom instantly and gets pinned. <laughs> Yeah, those two stories canon. I but like wait. this. Benoit attacks Rock post-match, but Rock locks in the sharpshooter into Benoit just to spite him. Angle's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. Walks away and laughs at Benoit. <laughs> 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 the refs can't get the Rock to un- release the hold, so Vince gets in Rock's face. Vince punches a Hilipner for some reason, so Rock delivers the Rock button to Vince McMahon which is all the distraction that Kurt Angle needs to sneak attack the Rock and try to break his in angle again. He's, he's obsessed with breaking his yeah. ankle. <laughs> we then cut to Austin watching, who smirks as the crowd again goes, get him, Austin, go on, Austin, go on. <laughs> he doesn't move, but then changes his mind and gets up. Yay, Austin's coming. He's going to save the day. <laughs> to grab another beer and continue watching SmackDown as we go off the air. One of the all-time great SmackDowns even the right to censor yeah. were good. What a bump from Cardboard China. A fucking <laughs> outstanding SmackDown. I'm very happy to have watched this, not just for oh. Tom, Mr. Adam. What well. you make of the main event, Adam? Enjoyed it. Thought yeah. it was really, really good. Some nice story elements played into it. Obviously, you had the thing with Angle not helping Benoit. That ties into them ending up in the match at Mania. Um, and then the, the bit with Rock and McMahon brilliant and then obviously with Austin as you say with him, him getting up and everybody thinks he's coming out he's coming out and he's not he's just getting another beer um, yeah brilliant it, it kind of it, it kind of moved a couple of stories along a little bit um, yeah really really good thoroughly enjoyed the main event yeah agreed like it's just it was a really nice build to, to, to WrestleMania we've got one more Smackdown before we get there um, Just one, one more, more lug. <laughs> what did you remember from this week, Matthew Greg? Right, nearly all of it. All I mean, of it. everything from the Rock Austin sit down, uh, a tremendous beat down by Undertaker. I'm oh, sorry, Undertaker. And even Austin getting up, getting himself another bruise. Lots of lots and lots and lots of memorable stuff here. I definitely remember Austin getting yeah. up and getting a beer. Yeah, that bit stays with me. And I thought, oh, ah, it's gonna be, but I like it. Uh, Adam, what did you remember from this week watching it first time round? I mean, that that, that greyhound advert. Um, <laughs> you could, you know, you could travel traveling look traveling luxury for forty nine dollars. I mean, luxury. It's there you go. We'll just steal luxury. That one you could travel in luxury for forty nine dollars. I mean, what what is there not to love about that? It's, That's a the lugs advert now is anything you remember from watching that first time round? anything from, that you remember in particular obviously the the, the sit down interview with rock and austin and um, that's 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 the big thing from the episode that i remembered from 20 years ago watching it first time round to watching it now um, and and as i said earlier that's that segment for me still holds up 
20 years later. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the main thing that I remembered going into this episode. Uh, you know, as soon as I started watching it, I thought, oh, this is the one, this is the episode with that sit-down interview. Um, so, yeah. Nice. What did you forget from this week? How we got to the Raven Hardcore match. They hit Raven. Yeah. They hit Regal with a bit of the crumpet. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, you... That, I'll get you! That like, bit of crumpet would, would end up nearly taking WrestleMania off the air. We'll talk about that when we get closer <laughs> to it. That's like for want of a nail. <laughs> Instead of a nail to crumpet. For want of a crumpet, <laughs> WrestleMania was taken off air. I forgot um, the, the Triple H came Big Show Undertaker. Just wild brawl yeah. and carnage from that. Mm. Cool Kane getting pinned down as Undertaker handcuffed, fights through all Triple H's mates. They're not his mates. They don't go to the gym. They barely lift. Cool Kane fight them off like the Pikmin. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Adam, anything that you forgot from this episode first time around when you watched it? Yeah, I'd forgot all the the Undertaker stuff with um, with the, you know, getting arrested and um, having to sit backstage whilst watching the telly surrounded by police officers. I've, I'd, I'd forgot all about that stuff. Um, so that was I, was, I was going into that basically fresh. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd completely forgot about all that stuff going on. Yeah, it's all good. It's, it's, there's so much good stuff in here. It's just, yeah. And it's sad when you hear that they, they, the live crowd didn't like a lot of it, at least the first hour of it. Yeah. It's like to watch it on telly, it was great fun. Well, in the words It'd of, be uh, interesting to know... If anybody that was in the crowd there at the time that was booing or, you know, didn't like the, the, the way the show was 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 paced, it would be interesting to speak to those people now and see if they still have the same opinion. Ah. Considering considering how iconic that Austin Rock sit-down interview has now becoming wrestling legend, if those people would still feel the same way now. Hey, if you were there, reach out to us on the old Twitters and tell us about it. That'd be good. I was going to say in the immortal, given that they said there was a negative reaction there, people didn't like it. I was going to say, it ain't half hot, mum. He's a, oh dear, how sad. Never mind. <laughs> it ain't half. That's a bitch to say. It's difficult, it? isn't it? Remember the fucking actors. Ain't half hot, mum. But anyway, I'm detracting from this. That was a hell of a smackdown. It's been a hell of a podcast. Beep, 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 N-Y-S-E-W-W-F announced today its purchase of the World Championship Wrestling brand from Turner Broadcasting Systems Incorporated, a division of AOL Time Warner. What? What? Really? Matthew's dead. <laughs> That's right. Jeez. Right, Linda. I thought, I... <laughs> excited I thought you were going to What win. the hell this means for wrestling? A week before the biggest show ever. I... I thought you were going to announce the opening of a new Lux store. <laughs> There'll be plenty of Lux stores with this kind of dough rolling around. Yes, Jim Davies of the XFL um, Sweaty Badgers will be there. 
we will touch on that bombshell next week wow. on the Cold Solid Classic Smackdown Review. Uh, thank you to Adam for joining us today. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Good job, pal. Thank you for having me. Thank up. you very much for having me. Uh, anything you want to plug, shout <laughs> about, promote, anything at all, sir? Go South Seahawks. Yeah, just, but um, no, nothing, nothing really. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't really uh, um, do an awful lot on Twitter. Um, so right. there's no real following that. So yeah, nothing really. Well, we're just happy to have you, Maisie. Thank you very much for supporting what we do via Patreon. Honestly, we do it because You're of the more kindness than and generosity of people like yourself. So thank you so and much. And it means that every time more than I welcome. see you commenting on Twitch or whatever, I will hear this voice. <laughs> yes. This annoying, this annoying voice, yeah. Matthew, if you try it, not dying at that bit. Oh, <laughs> thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I mean, Cultaholic... Um, is has always been a massive, massive help to me, and that's why I, you know, I, I like to to pay it back a little bit because um, you know all, all of you as a as a whole um, have always helped me through some more than more than you would know. Um, you know, Cultaholic has been a massive help to me, so I, that's why I like to now just try and give a little bit back. So bless you, Macy. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's uh, patreon.com slash cultaholic if you'd like to join us and maybe watch this episode back and see see Adam's gorgeous boat race behind us. You can do that. And until we are next together, he is at ACAAJW on Twitter. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Jesus Christ, next week's the last one before WrestleMania 17. Jesus, oh. it's exciting, isn't it? Lugs, love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.